This is the World of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Hey, 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 guys. Sit back, relax, crank up the audio to the highest level, because it's now time for the World of Row podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel Santos. I'm a podcaster. I am a moviegoer. I am also a family man, proud husband, and father. And this is my show, Welcome. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy and sit back and relax and catch up on all the other episodes. There's about 68 of them. So uh, take the time to write a review on iTunes. Share with your friends if you haven't. Those of you who are listening, I really appreciate you listening. And those of you who do, <laughs> those of you that have been listening, thank you. Thank you. It's all, I rely on you, word of mouth, and sharing, a rev- sharing it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever type of social media. Maybe text it out. Text this fucker out, guys. Let it out. Tell everyone about this amazing podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you want to donate, you can. You can go to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash world of row. You can donate a dollar, two dollars, fifty cents, a freaking quarter. I don't care. If you do, I would really, really appreciate it. And sometimes I'll, I'll give you a bonus episode or something, a little goody. I kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that. More on that later. And uh, just I would really appreciate it. So, guys, this week, uh, Chris Mata is back on the podcast. He is a stand-up comedian. He is from San Antonio, Texas. I had the pleasure of reaching out to Chris back in November, December last year. I heard him on the Mel Talk podcast with Melissa Shoshashi. I think I'm saying that right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, if, if you're listening to this. Uh, they were talking. Found out he was from San Antonio. And I reached out to him and said, hey, man, I'm from San Antonio. I live over here in this area, and you're from this area. Let's uh, let's try to do a podcast. And he's like, yeah, I'm actually going to be in San Antonio. So that's how we met up in December. But he's back because he's here to talk about his new comedy album. And it's releasing in the next week on iTunes. Go check it out. It's Chris Mata. I think it, um, he's a great a great comedian, funny guy, really easygoing guy. I've, I've enjoyed talking to him the last couple of times that I've had him on the show and then just conversate conversating with him. And hopefully he's, he's, I get to meet up with him again, maybe here in San Antonio when he comes through and we can have a laugh or two, but check out a CD on, on, or <laughs> check out the CD. If you have a music store near you, it might be out there. If you, if not buy it digitally on iTunes at, you know, Chris Mata El Padrino, there's a lot of great stuff on there. And we talk for a good 45, 50 minutes, and it's it's just really it's really cool that I've developed this bond with him. He sends me his his CD, which I have listened to all of it, by the way, Chris, and I, I really appreciated it because he he sent the, he he's reached out to me and said, "Hey man, I'm I'm sending out my CD. Uh, I just finished making it. I, I want to send you a copy." I was like, "Oh man, this is great," and he's like, "This is the only chance you can get it and making it and making light of it," and I, I, he sent it to me and I listened to it. You know, and um, it was crazy because I was just like, where I got to listen to the CD. Where do I have a CD player? And <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I have one in my car. And it's not. And of course, I'm not taking a knock at you at that, whatever, but at, at that whatsoever. But it's just crazy to think that how we've transformed in media where everything's digital now. And and some cars are coming equipped now with no CD players, which is 
which is bizarre to me. I mean, that's like my childhood or, you know, growing up kind of thing. It went from records. As I was reaching that age, it went from records to CDs and, you know, uh, just, I don't know. It's weird. Thank you, Napster. Thank you, Napster and Scour Exchange and all these torrents that changed the landscape of how media is received amongst all of us. I haven't done a monologue in quite some time. In two weeks, really. I mean... <laughs> Last week I released the episode, uh, episode two for for Heel Face Wrestling Radio, Heel Face Radio, uh, with the episode of Kerry Von Eric. I talked about Kerry Von Eric for for that podcast, which is called Running the Ropes. You can check it out on heelfacewrestling.com or on iTunes, any other podcasting app you use. It's really great for me to be able to do that. And when I sent it to Jeff and I said, "Hey man, here, here it is. I hope you like it." I didn't tell him anything about it, and he's like, dude, it was fucking great. I was like, wow, thanks, man. And, I, and I'm doing this all in my car, which I'm doing this monologue in my car while I'm commuting. Sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and do them during the day. It's getting a little harder for me, actually, just because my daughter is crazy hyper, and time is really getting crunched, you know? I'm really scared that I might have to take a short break and not scared that I'm going to stop is just, you know, timing's everything, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to get pretty difficult here very soon because we have Jude coming in the next couple of weeks and couple, yeah, about seven or eight weeks actually now. So I, I don't know how we'll have to manage that. We'll have to figure out a way. Speaking of that, uh, this, and yesterday I, I had a day date with my wife that consisted of us going to a doctor's appointment and seeing, seen my son for the first time in an ultrasound in person i've seen photos i i feel really bad because i haven't been able to make as many appointments as i did the previous with amelia's when my wife was was pregnant with amelia and i i don't think it and it's not it wasn't done deliberate it's just the timing of everything and you know yesterday i made a point to be there i wanted to be there more than anything to support my wife and to to see my son and it was really amazing just because you know, he's already, what, almost five pounds, and and he's growing and seeing him move, and you're just like, it It really amazes you, you know? Those of you who have kids and have gone to these ultrasounds, you, you're kind of reson- relating to me a little bit. I was going to say resonate, but it's the same meaning almost. You can relate to me because it takes everything that's on your mind and it just that goes away, and you're just in awe because you have your child who's growing inside your wife or your significant other, and you're just like, wow, God is great, you know, God is, it's beautiful, but, you know, we, we went to, we went to the movies, we saw Train Spotting 2, that was a great movie, if you haven't seen it yet, and if you've seen the first one, I think you'll really appreciate the second one, Danny Boyle doesn't, doesn't disappoint with this one, and I think he's one of the most underrated directors in Hollywood, doing the movies of the likes of the first Train Spotting. Uh, Steve Jobs, 28 Days Later, uh, The Beach was good too. I'm not. I, I know he won an Oscar for Slumdog. I'm just like you know. I think he's got great, much better work than that to to get to get you know credited for. I think he he's done amazing movies. He he's really good at putting together amazing movies, and you can tell a Danny Boyle movie apart from the rest of them just because how he how he does things. Just like the way you can tell. You know, a, a David Fincher or a Christopher Nolan movie. So, if you have time, go check it out. I highly recommend it. 
you know, other than that, just staying busy, you know, taking taking time off, taking some time off here and there, having, you know, just to take care of my wife and help out at home with Amelia. She's, like I said, you know, man, kids, they tell you this is the best time. I'm like, wow, oh, she's just like bouncing off the walls, but it's it's hilarious. It really is hilarious. And um, staying comfy, you know, starting to try to exercise a little bit. And if I were you, I would purchase Bomba socks while while you're there. They have amazing comfort. You know, they're, they're designed for perform- athletic performance, and the leisure is amazing. I put on my pair of Bomba socks today, and I'm just like, wow, my feet feel amazing. You can really feel the difference between a quality sock and a okay sock, and Bomba's is amazing quality, guys. So go to getbombas.com slash row, and you can save off 15% your first order by doing that, guys. I would really appreciate it. Anyway, I think... I think this is a great episode. Chris is a is a great comedian. I think he he his sense of humor is very on point with where I'm at on my sense of humor. Very dry, but gets the message across. Can make you laugh, and uh, it's a great conversation. So here is the conversation with Chris and I, guys. Enjoy. So yeah, man. So you're. You're uh, just uh, taking it easy, then I guess for the most part. Yeah, today I am. I'm probably I'm probably going trying to make money somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's a constant it's a constant hustle. I'm, we have an eBay store, and I sell stuff on eBay. I might list some stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty busy in this house. It's pretty. Uh, I do anything that keep, that prevents me from having to get a like a a boss. Yeah. I have to tell you, working in in the in the sector with a with a boss and everything like that, it gets annoying after a while. You want to be your own boss, dude. If I ever had to live, yeah, I mean, even if okay, you know what? I was gonna say, even if I respected the guy, not even <laughs> if I respected him, I wouldn't. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So this uh, this CD that you recorded, I'm recording by the way. I, I just have like a oh, you're, okay. yeah, yeah. We're just going. We're going. But um, okay. So the the CD that you recorded, it, it, was it a live show in California or was it over here in San Antonio? It was a it was a live show in San Antonio. It was at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club. It's uh, that it, the, the um, Magic Time Machine has a has a basement, a cellar. What? And yeah, I never the, knew that. And it, it's called the Mine Shaft. Ah. Uh, yeah, you, you know because miners would dig a shaft and anyway so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clever right so yeah that's the, clever um, the comics the san antonio comics mm-hmm. uh got a great deal they decided to to speak to the manager and they took it over so every friday and saturday um the comics have a show and it's you can do anything you want and they they're doing a lot of creative things over there so uh it's because it's run by comics it's very co- co- comedian or uh, oriented yeah and uh when i said uh, I, I know the guy that, that runs it. His name's Jay White Cotton, and he, he's Jay White Cotton's very, very one of the funniest guys mm-hmm. I've ever met. And um, uh, so he runs it, and uh, I asked him if I could uh, record the CD there, and he was like, "Yeah." He gave me the night, and that was it. And so I recorded. It seats like sixty-five people. Yeah. And um, and it was sold out. It was. I was so. Um, what, I, I don't want to say surprised. I was so 
thankful that everybody yeah. in San Antonio came out, you know, to fill up this room and uh, and then we just recorded it. Wow, yeah. It so yeah, it ended it ended in a standing ovation. I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> was that the week that we talked the first time back in December? That was right. I think uh, I may have been going to like Corpus Christi or some, something else. Yeah, like, I, I always put cities together in San Antonio, mm-hmm. but it, it was that that trip to San Antonio where you and I met. No, oh, okay, okay. And yeah. so you and you drove down here, right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It takes, takes me about 26 hours so i drove yeah and then um when i'm there i just like to be on stage constantly there's a lot of stage time in san antonio and between san antonio and austin right tons of, tons of shows going on yeah man you know i think uh i had gone to i think a week after you and i met uh i went to cap city and i saw steve trevino out there and but there's i there i met a, a comic from austin and he's doing like the rounds and i see like his schedule on, on facebook because he always posts it but he's 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 done shows at the River City Comedy Club and Blind Tiger, I think. I mean, just he's all, like all over the place here. I didn't even know there was that many uh, comedy shows here in San Antonio. Yeah, it's all underground, and that's why I chose to do it at the Blind Tiger, mm-hmm. recorded at the Blind Tiger, because it, the fact that they the comedians run it, mm-hmm. and if I could get the word out that there is a club there, then yeah, all the better. So, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, so you're and you're in Beverly Hills. I, I, when I got your 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 postage, I was like, "Man, this guy's in Beverly Hills." And all I had was the, the Weezer song in my head the whole time when I when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, "90210, where are you gonna go see uh Brandon uh Brandon Walsh or 90210 yeah. days?" <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with Ben Affleck after you and I are done. Just, poor guy, he and Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. So, um, you've been in California how long now? I know you've you've mentioned this to me before, but it's been a while. Uh, I moved here in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. two thousand ten, around there. So maybe seven years. Wow. So is it is it very cutthroat, like the way they speculate it's, it is with comedy out there and with comedy shows and things like that? I think it, I think it depends on your on the um, how thick your skin is and how persistent you are. It can be or it can't be. It depends on how you look at it. If you enjoy doing stand-up, then it, it's a free-for-all, and you could be on stage uh, at, at least once a night, but granted, these venues are terrible. Yeah. Uh, or you can, um, or you could just see it as there's so many comics, and, and uh, it's a struggle. You could see it that way, too. I mean, it just depends. For me, mm-hmm. the way I saw it was, uh, I honestly, I don't know. It's, <laughs> up until this point, it's been a blur. It really? Yeah, uh, it started. It, it uh, I don't, it started really <laughs> difficult for me, but only because um, uh, I didn't have a place to stay. Long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, many comics find themselves in this situation where they don't have a place to stay. So um, the fact that I went from living in my car to where I am now is I'm so grateful, yeah. and it's a testament to perseverance and vision. Wow. I guess. And that has a lot to do with, I guess, your the you know you talk you said perseverance and and things like that. Was it because of the martial arts, right? The, is that that the discipline that you have from it? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, you know, because I, I guess, but I yeah, there has to be something in inside someone because I've seen martial artists just fall apart. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they just don't have the wherewithal, the wherewithal, and they end up 
just whatever their personal struggle is, they end mm-hmm. up losing at it. So maybe they gain a lot of weight. Maybe they quit. <laughs> maybe they just turn into alcoholics or whatever it is. They're having too uh, many peanut butter and banana sandwiches. The Elvis Presley. Yeah. Thing? <laughs> and don't, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that midnight no. peanut butter and bananas. <laughs> um, I haven't had one in, in a while, but yeah. uh, so it was. Uh, it was what was I guess. I guess what's inside, and I'm gonna go with uh, how how a person talks to themselves. Sure. And what you're telling yourself on a daily basis. So uh, I decided to remove myself from comedians that that do nothing but complain. Yeah, uh, and and talk about how this business is so difficult, and mm-hmm. and in my head, I the way I feel is that uh, this business is only difficult because you see it that way, mm-hmm. and if you enjoy the journey, you could probably uh, get a get a lot further. So, um, I just decided to stay away from that mentality, and because I did that, and only surrounded myself with people that were either very supportive or or kicked me in the butt hard enough that continued to to help me go in the direction that I was going like my wife for instance who mm-hmm. um explaining to me these very hard truths that I just didn't want to see but because I I you know trust her love her and um I saw what she was saying and um I, I think women uh not women but if you have somebody <laughs> that you really admire uh, or, or look up to and they mm-hmm. tell you something if you just throw that away, then you're not going to get anywhere. But I right. really did sit on her words and let them marinate and percolate. And sure. Uh, and then it, it just came in. I, I had this realization that um, uh, I, I am who I say I'm going to be. Right. So when it comes to the the martial arts being part of the, the perseverance, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, that I, I learned that's where I learned it. Okay. And then pra- I learned to practice it doing stand up, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean. That that's a that's very in depth and a great answer. I mean, having people around you, positive minded people, will only help you get through the, some of those struggles, right? Oh, oh, definitely. And and the people that that I'm talking about weren't necessarily comedians, although I would look it, because I don't have the at at this moment I, the the words of and for I don't know how the, I there's Adam Sandler for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be one of the guys that, that I would uh, I just think, well, how would he handle this? Right. Um, and a lot of people would, would say, well, he's, uh, I mean, when you look at his movies or whatever it is, I got to say I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to him forever. Right. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> and to see that one movie will be great, another movie will be terrible, and then he, he just, nothing stops him. Yeah, he just, kept, he just keeps going. Because he enjoys it. Right, and uh, or or so it would seem. So I just think, wow, how would he do it? And and if and if he was sitting at my table, what would he say? Also, I I uh, imagine having these conversations with uh, like John F. Kennedy, sure, people like that, because they, I don't have them as friends. I can only imagine what they would say. Right. So um, uh, that that along with uh, some other friends that aren't in the business at all who are successful, and just talking to them and and what their thought processes and how they get through their business. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a real kick in the butt to just go, Oh, I need to, I need to put this, this like the YouTube graphics, uh, what, what is it? Movies. Yeah. Make it look good. Every, make it be, be professional. In other words. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
and it's I remember you were a big JFK guy. We kind of talked a little bit about that, and uh, I was uh, I don't know if you I mean, well, Bill Paxton passed away, but did you? He was on Mark Maron's show, and he was talking about how he had such admiration for JFK, and he was talking about working on like on a film or something about about uh, JFK before he passed. He was putting together like a documentary style thing, but he was there in Fort Worth like the day he got uh, shot. Which was kind of oh, well, because he's from there, but he saw him in the flesh like right before. Which is kind of, I mean, it has nothing to do with our conversation, but I just wanted to say that because I thought that was pretty no, interesting. That's interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he talked about it uh, in depth with with Mark Maron, and I was just like, wow, he was there that day, and he, you know, he talking about how everything went down, and it just it was just interesting because I, I'm JFK is probably one of my favorite presidents just because of his, you know his intellect and his you know his drive and you know just one of one of the best in my opinion one of the best presidents so uh so after we just after we talked about it i was i was like okay what else about jfk and um uh and then i don't know how this slipped my mind but i was like why didn't i even uh, he, he wanted to he wanted to get rid of the federal reserve yeah jfk and then i was like oh i i would i mean aside from lbj wanted to be president and jfk having all of these um <laughs> uh extracurricular extramarital right. affairs um aside from a ton of men hating him because he probably banged their wife or their girlfriend or something. <laughs> uh, on, <laughs> on top of lbj gunning for the presidency having that ambition um and then and then uh, wanting to stop the Vietnam War, which is defunding the military-industrial complex, and then he wants to uh, executive order away the Federal Reserve. Of everybody hated this guy. Yeah. And I just I admired that 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 guy had huge just uh, huge courage. So right. Was, yeah. So could you could you say the same about our president today? Donald. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't in office yet. He was he was just he was president elect at the time and now he's in office, but I I still can't believe it. I'm still in shock, but I I want to bring this up because I I think it's hilarious because you <laughs> you uh you ruffled feathers quite a bit with your posts on Facebook, and I I would always laugh at them, man. Sometimes I'd be having like a a rough day and I'm like, "Let me see what's going on on Facebook." And I see you'd like just you know, pushing buttons—it was hilarious. Yeah, I—I did not—I did—I did not know that people would get that upset. I'm like, hey, stop, I mean, t- t- I'm uh, what is what I post is is my opinion to to some to a certain extent, but I'm whether I don't know if I do it sometimes to be provocative or to just ruffle feathers or because I really feel that way. I have no idea. I just post stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like um, I just I like to stir stir things up. Right. So um, I gathered that after seeing some of those. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to think about. Well, that's not true. I, I think the president is very immature and impulsive. Right. And like, just, uh, I don't think he's a great chief citizen. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, but he he gives a he gives comedians a lot of material though, doesn't he? <laughs> I think um I think they're that's a very good question and one that I've heard over and over, and I think that because it's real life that 
whatever it is I wanted to say about the president, like uh, uh, Veep, the show Veep, for oh, example, yeah. Yeah. They, they try to write – did you read the story where they're trying to write these ludicrous, outlandish things that politicians would do? No, I hadn't seen that, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's what they're doing. They sit in the writer's room. They come up with these ideas of what would be – like right on the outskirts of what a, a politician should do. Mm-hmm. You know, that because that you have to write a show in some sort of uh, realistic – uh, world, right? Right. That that wouldn't be too that wouldn't be too far fetched. Well, they think what would be too far fetched, and then they go one step further. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump has done some of those things. Yeah. And so they find it very hard to write comedy because they don't know if, like, let's say they they write a joke and then Trump actually does it. Like um, like the photo of him, it looks. It's very similar to to Heiling Hitler. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen that one. And, uh, and so they uh, they that was in the script. And so let's say that Donald Trump does that, and then they write it, and then they air it, and they go, "Oh well, that actually happened." So I don't see why that's funny. <laughs> so it's comedians would have to. They're having to uh, finally. I don't want to say finally. Yeah. <laughs> but work and write and think. Um, uh, instead of telling the same jokes over and over again, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but the uh, uh, to to stay one step ahead of whatever he's going to do. And what's what's even scarier is that how much further, how much more outlandish are things going to be? And then he still manages to uh, uh, trump them. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does totally trump them. Jeez, man. So uh, I stay away from. Uh, on when I'm on stage lately, I think because uh, right now I'm in business mode where I, it's just all about the CD and I, and I want to sell right. as many copies as possible. Right. That I, um, all I'm doing is focusing, like in my act, all I'm doing is focusing on what it's like to raise children and and uh, and raising them with a mafia mentality. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The, the only the uh, so I was I'm working on this new bit uh, in the show. Right. Um, that, that focuses on the school system, but without bashing it. Gotcha. Uh, but but relay uh, like relaying the problems to the audience. Like uh, I don't like the idea of no child left behind. Uh, I, but at the same time, I tell my kids that they that they have to make good grades. That's their job. And uh, even if they don't agree with what they're learning in school, mm-hmm. then I, I all I say is you don't have to agree with it, but look at it and write the correct answer down. And then, and then I say, as a father, even if I don't agree with it, I let my kids know, and then I tell them what to think. But this is the answer they're going to give at school. Right. So that that's as political as I get. Is and I would say as a school system. But as soon as the CD is done, yeah, you're, um, all bets are off. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm working on um, the the next CD, which is uh, tentatively titled. Uh, hate speech, which, no. and it's going to be a complete departure from everything that I'm doing with this one. Awesome. Look at that. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't told anybody. That. <laughs> I, that one I'm looking forward to. It's just I, I, like if you like my parenting, I, I have no idea what you're going to think about my politics, <laughs> but this is going to be. Well, I, I'm not. I mean,. I, I, I'll just tell you, I don't stand where Texas stands in terms of their conservativeness. I'll just say, put it that way. But, 
they so i so mark Marin, I, I i we've talked about him before but we went to austin to go see him i took my dad with me and i my dad had never seen a stand-up before and i had never seen a stand-up before but i know his comedy and i'm on the way over there my dad and i are talking and i'm just thinking to myself i'm like i don't know if he's gonna like this guy i don't know if he's gonna like it i mean my dad's a, a democrat and everything like that so i didn't know where he was gonna go with his where he with his political stuff because he always kind of touches up on it but doesn't go into detail on his show so the first 20 minutes was him just you know destroying donald trump and and he goes i'm pretty sure there's a couple of republicans here tonight and you're probably just gonna realize tonight's not your night so and i think like maybe a handful of people walked out which was kind of interesting and i'm just like well you paid the guy so it's your loss kind of thing but and and around that time it kind of came out that because because during his inauguration speech, President Bush was there, and he was making like weird faces the whole time, and we're like, "Oh, it's just Bush being Bush," kind of thing. But I think around that time, it came out that he had said that after his inauguration speech, he said, "Well, that was some weird shit." <laughs> yeah, but so, and 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 Mark Maron brought it up. He's like, "Yeah, so Bush is looking around, and after the speech, he just he just recently said, "Well, that was some weird shit." It was just. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. You know what, though? Here's George Bush. The fact he's getting so much love right now, I feel yeah, and I'm like he was still a terrible president. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> stop, I, I, I'm not going to forget mission accomplished. And, yeah, and for much, I, when I look at okay, so I'm not a big Barack Obama fan either. I think he was. I think he. I think he did great with the um, Affordable Care Act, but sure. at the same time, he still is feeding the middleman. Right. I don't even want to like keeps insurers in the in the loop. But and then Michelle Obama hugs George George yeah. Jr. And and I'm like, no, don't. He he got us into two wars, and it, he's terrible. It was he's he's a war hawk just like the rest of them, and getting our country in a bunch of uh, in a ton of uh, debt. Right. And just because Donald Trump is worse doesn't make Donald uh, doesn't make George Bush better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate it that he's getting love now. I'm like, no, let's lest we forget. It, George Bush is like 9/11, lest we forget. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, hey, man. So, I let me bring this up because you brought up nine eleven, and I know you were in California. But did you see the ma- the mattress company here in San Antonio do that stupid, ridiculous ad? No, you have not. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so I, I forget what the name of the mattress company is, but they it was um oh man, where are they located? I think they're off of Marbach. I think. But they did this ad on 9-11 where they had mattresses stacked up on two, like, like in the shape of, of the two towers. I'm not even kidding, dude. So they go, so she's like, we're going to have a, a, a giant mattress cell and like, it's so big. And like, she's, she's talking and like these two guys are standing like parallel to these mattresses kind of thing or in front of them. And so she moves back and like, she knocks them down and they knock all the mattresses down and she just kind of looks at the camera. She's like, we'll never forget. I was, and, oh my God, that's... <laughs> Dude, and she did it on nine eleven. They, they released that ad on nine eleven, and so she. Yeah, well, it, dude, it was a, it was it was so bad that I think she was on she was on Good Morning America like that following Monday, and like she issued this public apology, and she's crying, and then she like plugs her business at the same time, which is weird. Yeah, well, all businesses did that. I remember reading. Um, all these car advertisements the day after nine. Uh, let's. Uh, the, what's the most patriotic thing to do is go out and buy a car with zero point nine percent APR. It was ridiculous. Wow. The nine eleven sales. It was. Uh, it was just disgusting to read. I remember reading all the papers and 
we were started to write a sketch about it and then it never happened because we were lazy back then but that was <laughs> uh, <laughs> nine, uh, 9-11 dude the you... fact that they would do a, a, a commercial so quick yeah uh, is pretty awesome now the route they went <laughs> yeah pretty distasteful <laughs> yeah it was, it was bad yeah it was really bad. I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And this is here? And I, I saw it on, I think somebody put it on Facebook. And then um, uh, you found it on YouTube. And it had gotten so many hits. And, of course, you could see the comments. And people were just destroying them. How many hits did it get? Do you know? You know what? At, the, at that time, it was it was already like at a few hundred thousand, I think. That's money, man. I know. Jeez. I wonder if they started putting a 30-second ad in front of it. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so you you have a YouTube channel. I've thought about doing one, but I haven't really gone into full detail. Did do you get a lot of hits on there? Um, on occasion, sometimes I yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just depends. I have no. I, if I could figure out YouTube, I would be a bajillionaire right now. <laughs> but, so yeah, well, they just um, they just changed their ad or, or their money, uh, you know, payout. You have to have like ten thousand followers now or something in order for them to pay you or something like that. I wonder if uh, I've been grandfathered in. I, I, I well, I hope you have. Cause... Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh man! So uh, you got some dates lined up, or you you're working this weekend? You said right in California. Yeah, this weekend I'm at the Ha. I think it's the Ha Ha Comedy Club this mm-hmm. weekend. Last night, yeah, I missed it. Last night I was at the Ice House. I was I was at the Ice House and the Ha Ha, and then uh, this weekend Saturday I'll be at the Ha. And then um, I'm having the uh, the CD release show. Mm-hmm. At Flappers in Burbank on May fourth, and that's going to be it's going to be huge, huge. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's red carpet. Be biggest, it's a black it's suit. Be the best event. It's going to have the best comedian. It's going to uh, it's going to outdo all other shows. It's going to be the best in town. It's at the best comedy club. The best. It's going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like, I like the emphasis on the word huge. It was almost like. <laughs> It's like extremely huge. Yeah, I I know. I like how he just uh, outdoes everything. Yeah. (laughs) Extreme, extreme vetting. No, anyway. It's going to be vetting like you've never seen before. (laughs) Like you've never seen. That was one thing that I was doing on Facebook. That's right. Where I was was doing these Trumpism and just saying the most outlandish things in the vein, like in the likeness of Trump. Right. And when I did it, people got really upset. Yeah. People, so I don't understand. I was like, but you accept the president. I like it. I, well, I can't say that I like it. It's interesting how uh, when people talk about Donald Trump, they say, I like how he is. He's a straight shooter. Uh, uh, he, he speaks what's on he's, he's He has balls. He says what's on his mind. And I was like, okay, well, then allow me. <laughs> and then I do. <laughs> You're taking but the Trevor Noah approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. What what was it? That one dude. I don't know what his name was, but he like brought your family into it. You're like, look. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. and I couldn't tell if you were serious or not. Serious or not? And I was just like, whoa, this is getting pretty heated. But I I was still kind of laughing, and I'm just like, why? Why is this guy bringing his family into this conversation? Yeah, that was that was actually my cousin. Oh, oh yeah, that's and, right, that's right. And uh, and I and I was like, hey, man, I don't care. Cause I like my. Facebook is a free. You say whatever you want. And if you're a stranger mm-hmm. and you're posting stuff about my family, I don't even care then. I'm like, hey, man, say whatever. But when it's family saying things about family, yeah, I'm like, look, man, I know you. And here's fair warning. And then I gave it to him. I'm like, okay, look, 
you're dead to me. Next time I see you at any family function, I'm going to whip your ass and then blocked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't wait to see him when I go back. <laughs> and you're coming back soon, right? What, in May or June? Uh, well, I'm, I'm driving down there tonight to whip his ass and then I'll be driving back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That, <laughs> you're crazy, man. You're crazy. I have some, uh, I have some dates in a late June, early July. I'll be at, at, at uh, the blind tiger again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I'll be in, in Austin doing this other small room, the Velveeta room. Okay. And in Corpus Christi doing some, um, I forget the name of the, the, the venue, house of but, rock. Um, no, that would be awesome. No, yeah. I forget. There's this guy that, that I've been working with since when, after I did, I have when, after I was on comedy central, uh-huh. um, things were good. This was like, maybe like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Jeez, it's been so long. So, um, <laughs> he, he was, he, he ended up booking me and he would pay me really, really good money. And mm-hmm. then I was like, Oh, I like this guy. He's a stand up guy. And so I've just, he's been booking me all these years. So when, and he still does small venues out in Corpus, so whenever I'm in town, I'm like, oh, you were good to me in the beginning, and I'll continue to, to be one of the comics that work, whatever you're doing, so. Yeah. Do you like doing the smaller venues versus, like, the larger crowds? I like, yes. I like having control over the show. Got it. And and also, uh, the money at times can be a lot better. Sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there, there have been times early on when, when I would be on the road and I started doing smaller venues and just not making any money. Like if, if you go into a club, it's a guaranteed amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do a smaller venue, you might do a door deal. And, um, and so it doesn't, it didn't always pan out. So when I started, uh, gaining a little bit of traction, the, um, I, I would just make more money doing a door deal. Right. So in, in one night, than uh, than I would on average a night at a, at a comedy club. So I just stopped um, working comedy clubs. And not only that, but you have to deal with uh, the booker number one. And and I really do like um, uh, genuine, sincere people. And a lot. Of, I don't want to say all, but sometimes bookers uh, will either be on a on a power trip or you know that they they have control. And and I I not all comedians behave themselves sure. or, or carry themselves with, with grace and poise and, uh, and, and manners mm-hmm. quite frankly. Right. So, um, uh, I can see why a lot of club owners would treat comedians the way they do sometimes. So, um, not wanting to deal with all of that on top of now understanding how much money I can make, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what, on what smaller venue I go to, uh, when it's a giant venue, the last CD that I did was it, it was in El Paso and it was a 300 seat venue, and it was good and and the energy was there, um, but I felt like there were some nuances that were missing, some 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 subtleties. So I decided that I would do it in San Antonio at a really small venue where they could catch every subtlety, every facial expression. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like this one more. I was able, it, it was, it seemed more intimate and it seemed like I was telling these people a secret. Yeah. That, that's what I gathered. When, Cause I listened to, I will. I, so I, I went on iTunes. I was just like, wow, okay, it's already there. So I, I listened to the one track that was available to, to listen to. Did you pick that one or do, does Apple pick that when you submit it? Um, 
Yeah, I picked it because it was the longest one. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, uh, and it's the pre. It's like if you order it, it, it you get that track because mm-hmm. it's pre-release. You know. Yeah. When and I, when I was listening to it, I was just like, well, it sounds very intimate, and I, I felt like I was getting every single person's reaction to it. Whereas if I was in listening to someone who was in front of 3000 people or 5000 people, you don't hear as much. You hear kind of like, it almost sounds scattered with some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, also when it's a small venue like that, mm-hmm. they pick up on if you're sincere or not. Yeah. And, and if, if it's a smaller venue and there is no laughter, you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, and when it's a giant venue, it's it really is easy to kill, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like a lot of times in in bigger venues that if you're killing and you're just destroying, uh, and the audience is going crazy, then the 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 feeling that I get when I'm listening to CDs or or comedy albums is that I sometimes feel like oh I guess I had to be there, right? So. Um, so with this smaller venue, it it really does feel like I'm talking to you, right? Like it, I I don't I I get the I get the feeling like whoever's listening uh, can feel like they were there, right? It's it feels more yeah it feels more personal. I, I get it yeah because yeah. I I felt that way. I was just like I kind of like at some point I kind of you know blacked out the crowd so to speak and i was just listening to your voice and i was like okay this is this is kind of cool i like i like the way this sounds i like the way it's coming off rather than you know hearing like a large crowd in the background yeah uh also it's a the the last cd it was a giant venue uh, or a big venue Mm -hmm. it was huge huge. (laughs) uh and and also i was cussing a lot like the f-bomb here and talking about effing this and having sex and it's kind of dirty, and, and the uh, iTunes gave me an explicit, an explicit rating. Yeah. So you look at the first album, and it has E's next to it, and I was like, oh, I don't want that because not everybody can listen to it. So I had to do a bunch of rewriting. And so some of the, some of the jokes in this new one mm-hmm. uh, are rewritten to be clean and funnier and expanded uh, so uh, you can listen to them without the cuss words. You know? So is it hard for you not to use explicit language when you're on stage because sometimes I, if you're in the moment and it feels like it better to ex- be more expressive with expletives is it is it harder no no it's only harder when uh when you don't know what you want to say <laughs> yeah and uh um so the first the very first one in 2014 that was um that was the beginning of this cd where i started to have is the, the name of the CD is Parental Guidance, and I started to have this idea of raising kids. So really what this is, the my new one, El Padrino, is a, is the finished product of what you started to hear mm-hmm. in the first one. So it, when, when all is said and done, it, there's no cussing in it because um, I knew what I wanted to say at this point. Yeah. yeah it wasn't a crutch. I think anytime you, you uh, comedians cuss all the time, or excuse me, or a lot, is because uh, it sometimes it's the punchline isn't funny without it. So right, right. That's what I noticed that some comedians use more language, and when they do, they get the punchline across, and it sounds more um, funny. I guess, yeah. Yeah, like if you, if you can deliver your punchline without the f word and it's funny, then it's a keeper. And then if you add the f word to it, it 
might it might make it stronger. It, sometimes it might make it weaker. Like I've done shows where, uh, um, like I'm in a I'm in a show full of different comics, like a showcase or whatever. And um, uh, after afterwards, I'll have people come up, and it's always very positive. But mm-hmm. sometimes on, a, I guess a, a few times they've said, but I don't I don't see why you had to cuss. Right. So huh. it's almost I. I think it comes down to the kind of comedian that you are, what you look like. I think that I've evolved into this character or persona on stage that has a uh, class or sophistication. So if I do it, then it, it comes off as not right. Like not part of my character. Hmm. But if another comedian does it, then fine. Yeah. That's yeah. That it's, so it's like a double standard then. Oh, um, no, I think, I think what I'm saying is that I, I just know what I look like on stage. And, and if I have the, if I use the F word, um, it, it might not suit my, my character because if I'm talking about children, uh, and, uh, and talking about being a dad, um, but yet on stage, I'm not practicing what I preach. It's sort of a contradiction, uh, uh, and, and I'd be a hypocrite. So I just, I prefer to not. Right. And and I think the show is better without it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think you can probably you can send the message the same way, but I mean I get it. Sometimes it's needed. But you, I think you had spent you had told me the last time that when you were working on this new bit, this new uh, sketch that you or the new before you were putting out the new CD, you were talking about going away from language altogether because of the previous album that you had done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also I. I all people really need to do are comedians. What every comedian should have mm-hmm. is, and I say should, but yeah. they can do whatever they want. Right. But a thesaurus is your best friend. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, when I, when I was listening to the first album and then trying to rewrite and then looking for words, I just went to the, 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 the thesaurus and, um, and just started writing. So th- there are, I love using words just different words to describe the moment so yeah um, yeah like there's there's a uh, one word that i uh uh in in the cd where uh, i i use the word shillings mm-hmm. to pay for something right rather than cash you're not gonna hear you know 20 <laughs> shillings for the vanilla just anywhere right so you uh i think that the the different words uh or Words can be used to paint a picture, but if you're constantly using the F word, you're like, oh, there he is at the purple paint splotch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hey, Chris, are you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and last night, last night I did this, uh, this show at the, I was at the Ice House, and uh, it was... No, I didn't. I did not cuss it out. I, I just got the the video of it, and I'm probably gonna post it on Facebook uh, nice. or or yeah, Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Once I uh, I edit it uh, to take out the host or and yeah, and the, yeah. But um, no cussing at all, and it was one of it was right. I felt so strongly about this set that I delivered because it it was I felt worded almost as good as it could be. You know, so yeah, um, I'm really excited that I was able to go from t- a lot of cussing and and just um, uh, trying to get a shock reaction from the crowd to 
evolving into the, into a comedian with with a yeah. I don't want to say a message, but there is a message and a message that everybody can listen to. It, it was great talking with you, man. And uh, you want to plug all your stuff before we wrap up? Yeah, just if you go to chrismata.com, c h r i s m a t a dot com, uh, it has all of the information. Um, it's my Facebook is uh, comedian Chris Mata. Um, uh, and just go, and it has all of, all of my info. You can email me. I respond to every single email. Yeah, and that's how you can keep up with me. Yeah, and roll when when yeah. If and when you get to listening to the CD, and there's no pressure to do it, just um, let me know what you think. Oh, dude, definitely, email. man. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear. I haven't heard. I've only heard feedback from two people, and it, and the feedback was was it was it was the best reviews. <laughs> the reviews they were glowing. It's very very good. Very hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but uh, hey, where, uh, hey, where was that CD made? Where was where? it? Where, yeah, where, is it, was it made in China or where was it made? No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was that, that Letterman bit. Did you see how he he was he was yeah. he was talking Let's shit about my red tie out of the way? Yeah, <laughs> he was talking crap about I think China or Malaysia or somewhere, and he's like, "Hey, so where are those ties made at, Donald?" Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, totally busted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe that guy. Anyway, my. My CDs were manufactured in New Jersey, American-made, American jobs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yep. New Jersey, son. Yeah. I keep it American. I made a little bit extra to buy in, to buy in America. Wow. That's good yep. stuff, man. Yep. Hey, man, well, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Roll. Yes, sir. We'll, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Anytime you can get together with somebody who you've already talked to and just kind of pick up where you left off or feel like it's not a brand new conversation, I think it makes for an interesting conversation, whether it's on a podcast or not. And this was like one of those conversations. And I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It was entertaining. It was it was sarcastic, I guess, in some ways. Uh, guys, please go check out Chris's album, El Padrino on iTunes and any other music app. I think the uh, believe he, yeah, Spotify is going to have it as well. So guys, take the time to go check it out and buy it. Help out Chris. He's an amazing comedian. Like I said, Chris, thank you so much for being on. And I hope that we can reach out, reach out and talk in June and July and sync up or whatever, whenever it is that you actually come down here and maybe we'll do another special podcast for everyone because we have that type of charisma together entertaining charisma <laughs> alright that was the show for this week guys so as always social media twitter and instagram at Royal Santos Jr. facebook.com slash world of row is my world of row facebook page give it a like comment every week I put out a clip of an episode if you, if you are friends with me on facebook give it a like and then share it share it to the whole world the whole world knows knowledge is power it belongs to the world and this is all knowledge Podcasting knowledge, that is. Um, I have an email address at roelsjr at gmail.com. If you guys want to talk, drop a comment, maybe you're interested in being a guest, please reach out to me there and we can talk about all that. And then some. We can even talk about the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup, Cup playoffs. Why? I can't say that. I can't put my words together anymore with that word. Stanley Cup playoffs. Reach out to me there if you want to talk. Blackhawks have been. Hopefully they pull it out tonight, right? Yeah, we can talk sports, we can talk life, we can talk... I don't know if I want to talk politics, but we can talk about anything. Anyway, guys, this has been The World of Rose. Stay tuned as The World of Rose turns. Take care, guys.